Dang. Morning show, DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Made for everybody. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yes, it's Monday. Back to the work week. Back to the work week, man. Don't talk to me if your team is one and five and my team is five to one, okay? Because we are not the same, all right? Especially if we're in the same division. Somebody's clearly a top. Somebody's clearly a power bottom in this equation. That's what I'm All talking about. All right, drop one of clues bombs for my Dallas Cowboys. Five and one out here in these NFL streets. You want to say anything about your team? Yeah, drop a bomb for Logan's Bergen Catholic High School team. Who They're is undefeated. That? Who is that? They're ranked number, uh, I believe, two or three in the, in the country, so shout to them. Oh, that's your son's team. My son's team, my yeah, little Logie's yeah. team. You, you know, should, they you should. Root for your son's team. Root for your son's team. And not for the Cowboys' sons, the New York <laughs> Giants, all right? Oh, that's what the New York Giants are. They're our sons, just like everybody else in the <laughs> NFC East is our sons, all right? And let's be clear, we got a bye week this week, so I got 14 days to remind y'all that we're 5-1 and one and on our way to the Super Bowl. Don't Drop one of the clues bombs for my Dallas Cowboys again. Oh, yeah. wish I know I know you're wishing the worst on us. I know you are. Now, I, mean, I know yesterday you watched that game. You was like, man, please let them lose just so I can come in and talk I crazy I did. on Monday morning. I did. But I mean, no. I made a bad decision. I decided to take my uh, two sons to the game over the weekend. Why would you put them through that kind of trauma? So I took them to the game. You know, the first quarter was pretty good. It was we were actually up three nothing. It, it felt good. Like the, the stadium felt good. Oh, it was please. it was great. We were bonding. And then the second quarter happened. No trauma bonding over a one in five team. That's what y'all were doing. This was the first time ever. Like my sons are the ones that want to stay to the last minute. They're the like, last... Daddy, let's go. Let's third, go watch the Cowboys. Third quarter, it was like, Dad, you ready? I'm like, you ready? They're like, yeah, you ready to get up out of here? We've seen enough. So, uh, I mean, we bonded. We had a good time. Yeah, we, y'all we trauma spent, bonded over that you know, trash-ass team. Let's not talk about trash. Let's talk about five and one. And $15 for uh, chicken fingers. But other than that, I mean. Nobody got time to be talking about trash. Let's talk about five and one. Dallas Cowboys, baby. We out here, okay? And just let the record bad. show. What you saw yesterday was the heart of a champion. All right, you saw a team. Oh you goodness. saw a team that's built to win a championship. Display oh. the heart of champions by winning in overtime against the New England Patriots. Drop on the clues bombs for my Dallas Cowboys. He dropped again. the bomb for them already. Stop that bomb! And shout to the uh, 2011 uh, uh, champions. They were actually there. Manning, uh, Victor Cruz, oh my and most others. They were there for <laughs> halftime. They were uh, there. We honored them. It was the 10 year anniversary. <laughs> so shout to the 2011. <laughs> New York City Giants, the champs. <laughs> and you got to look on the bright side. All right? I understand. Oh, my God. Okay? We got a great show this morning, though. Young Thug will be joining us, Thugger Thugger. Yeah, man. You know, it was interesting. Uh, he was in town this weekend for SNL. Saturday Night Live, yep. Yeah, so he came. Uh, he came, actually came to the Breakfast Club on Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we sat and chopped it up for like... Like 70 minutes. First time I've ever met or even had a conversation with Young Thug in any capacity. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't here. I was actually in Phoenix. I met him uh, maybe a week beforehand at the BET Hip Hop Awards. 
Um, good brother. We, we we spoke for a second, and he you know he he was excited to come to the Breakfast Club, but I wasn't here. I, I heard the interview was amazing, so we'll get that on in a little bit. And then we got front page news. What what we talking about, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about women's basketball and Dawn Staley, a, a historic seven-year, $22.4 million contract for Come women's basketball now. coach Dawn Staley. Come on now. Drop on the clues, bonds for the South Carolina Gamecocks women's basketball team. Damn it. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front-page news. I don't even think I should do the scores, but I'll do it for people out there. Vikings beat the Panthers 34-28. Uh, Rams beat the Giants 38-11. The Chiefs beat the Washington 31-13. The Bengals beat the Lions. Cowboys uh, beat the Patriots in overtime. Drop on the clues bombs for the Cowboys. Uh, We dropped three bombs for them already. That was a great game, by the way. Steelers beat the Seahawks. The Jaguars beat the Dolphins. Ravens beat the Chargers. Colts beat the Texans. The Packers beat the Bears. The Cardinals beat the Browns. And the Raiders beat the Broncos. And the Chicago Sky defeated the Phoenix Mercury for the first WNBA championship win. So congratulations to them. Congrats to them, them, yes. Mm -hmm. And what else we got, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about the University of South Carolina. Uh, Don Staley is now the highest-paid black head coach in her sport and one of the highest-paid women's basketball coaches in the country. She's making $22.4 million in her contract for seven years. Wow. Here's what she had to say. I think today is a, a big day for, for me, and I don't really like shining the spotlight on me, but it's also a huge uh, day for the game of women's basketball and for gender equity. Man, drop on the clues, bonds for Don Staley. What she's done for the South Carolina women's basketball, you know, team is just, it, it's incredible. That's amazing. <laughs> like, like they are, they amazing. are contenders every year because of, because of Don Staley. So salute to Don Staley. That's my wife's alma mater at the University of South Carolina. Salute to 803 Gamecocks all day. All right, and a Louisiana State Trooper who accused his colleagues of being involved in the death of Ronald Green. Uh, and a, of a, an eternal cover-up says that he was notified that he will be fired. Carl Cavalier gave an interview in June, and he talked about what he believed was an internal cover-up to protect the troopers that were involved in Ronald Green's death. So there was a video that shows that Green was tased, kicked, and punched by these officers before he died in their custody. But the family was told that he died in a car crash. But the body camera and dash camera video released to the public two years later actually tell a completely different story of what happened. Here's what he had mm, to say. Mm, mm, mm. These guys are actively covering up a murder. You know, it could happen to anyone. And my family member, your family member, I just want the right thing to be done. Yeah, so I consider it a murder because why else would we, would we uh, hesitate to be transparent about it? You know, why else would we not do our jobs and hold these guys accountable? Why, why else? What other reason? You Hesit know, there are still videos that still remain under lock and key. Hesitant to be transparent is, is, is sugarcoating it. They lied, right? Yeah. Am, I, am, I, mm -hmm. am I hearing this wrong? The videos show a completely different story that absolutely contradicts what they claim happened. They lied. Mm -hmm. like, it's like from what I'm hearing. Now, according to Cavalier, he told CNN he received a termination letter last week from State Police Superintendent Lamar Davis. Uh, an investigation found that he violated department policies and procedures. And so now he has filed a lawsuit where he alleges his complaints when ignored and several of his superiors racially discriminated against him for years. So imagine this happens and you speak out because this was back in 2019 and then they treat you crazy at your job, even though you're the only one doing what's right. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a great weekend or maybe your weekend was kind of long. I had a fantastic weekend. My weekend was amazing. Well, okay. Well, hit us up right now. Or maybe you're tired because you stayed up all night watching Versus. Did y'all watch Versus? I night? definitely watched Versus. After oh, I watched the goodness. Dallas Cowboys bust uh, the New England Patriots ass, I definitely turned to Versus and watched Versus. Versus was great last night. All right. Well, get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. What, Trav? What? Uh, what's up, MV? What hey, you Trav. Want, Trav. Don't talk to Trav like hey, that. Man. Yo, where, hey, where's my girl at? Where's Char at? Char. I'm right here, sis. Hey, 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 how about them Cowboys, baby? We going to the ball. Drop one of Clues Bombs for the power tops of the NFC East, baby. <laughs> we on top of everybody, Trav. Hey, we looking good. Hey, every giant suck. We beating out every NFC East team. We going to take over the NFC. We going to the ball, baby. You know what was so good about that game oh, yesterday, boy. Trav? Like, that was a game that historically over the years the Cowboys have We're lost. lost. Exactly. That's right. But just to see them uh, come back from uh, adversity the ways they did. Oh, man. And Diggs. I got to get me a Diggs jersey. All right. Enough and cool and his y'all. number is, is 7 2. That's God's number. I got to get me a Diggs jersey, man. Diggs is a hey, beast. Hey, man. Hey, hey, that boy Diggs looking good. Can you dig it? All right. All right. Hello. Who's this? Hey, good morning, Envy. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela. Rick, what up, King? Hey. Rick, what up? Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey Charlemagne. Yes, sir. How you? How you laughing at Envy about bringing up the 2011 Giants when y'all ain't win nothing since the 90s? I ain't bring it up, though. Envy, you got to shoot back when he says stuff like this, man, because he be trying to shame us like, we ain't winning the last decade. We ain't winning like 30 years. Listen, listen, listen. Y'all talking about the past. I'm talking Rick, about the now. I'm talking Rick. about the fact that we're 5-1 and one and y'all 1-5. and five. We just got to be quiet yeah, right but, now. But we we got- are doing bad, but he always do this to himself. He, said, he, think the, he thinks the, Super Bowl, uh, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. You are crazy. Rick, Rick you're you just, out, first of all, you're now, go, are, are you watching football this year, sir? Are you, are you tapped yes, out? I have. I watched, I watched the bum-ass Giants. So, you, so you're telling me that the Dallas Cowboys don't look like a Super Bowl contender? They look like the Super Bowl contenders until they in the NFC East. Listen, when they go to play out the team, they're Rick, gonna look crazy. Rick, we just gotta be quiet right now. Just let him just just let him just just let it go just, to the I end. I just don't want him to be I just don't want him to be gloating this much. Well we can't y'all, do anything about it right now, Rick. You see how the team looks like Y'all are basing this y'all are basing this on history. Which I can totally understand, but uh, you know as well as I do that things change. And those Dallas Cowboys are very different this year. It's Rick, obvious. Rick, we just can't talk to him. Hello, who's this? What's up, Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club? What's happening, hey, King? Man. What up, brother? Hey, man. I got to tell you, man, that versus last night was incredible. It was. Yeah, it was special. KRS-One, he, he, I mean, he's a teacher, man. He's lyrically, he's, he's oh, my goodness. He's a problem. Man, I mean, we knew that already. The one, the, it brings back so many memories because I remember my uncle, he seven years older than me, he used to buy the tapes. And I remember he had the vinyl of Criminal Minded, and I remember listening to it. And, man, I was just reciting all the words, all the lyrics, all the songs to both artists, man. Incredible. It wasn't a fair. It wasn't a fair matchup musically, though. I mean, KRS One's catalog is just way, way longer and deeper than than Kane. But I mean, showmanship wise, performance wise, it was it was fantastic it was. to see. Man, knowledge reigns supreme. All right, brother. Thank you, bro. All right. 
That was a great versus last night. Shout out to Swizz. Shout out to Timberland. Man, it was amazing. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is D from the D. What up, though? What up, though? Get it off your chest, brother. Yeah, man, I love the uh, verses last night, man. I think the actual first time I've seen it and all, you know what I'm saying? KRS definitely won. But uh, I just wanted to bring up, uh, I love how uh, Big Daddy Kane was paying homage to everybody, but he forgot one of his original Juice Cruise members. Oh, Biz Marquis. No, he didn't. He started, he started it off by shouting out Biz Marquis. Oh man, I was, I was late. You must have tuned in a little late. Nah, it's okay. That was the first thing was he like, did. He yep. was like, he was like, oh, rest God, in peace, man. Biz Marquis. And he said, if, if Biz was right here, this is what Biz would do. Now nah, he started. Yeah, he off started. With Biz. He started it off with Biz. He definitely did that. Oh, thank God. Thank God. I might have to. I might have to watch the replay of that thing. But you know, I also I realized like a lot of my young 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 folks was hitting me up last night because after the Jada kiss. I keep saying the JD after the Locks Diplomat versus, mm-hmm. I was saying JD Kiss showed a KRS level of 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 MCing, right? A KRS Correct. level of showmanship, crowd control, and a lot of the youngins was hitting me up last night saying, "Yo, I see what you mean by that now." You yeah. know, KR, KRS is a, is a problem. I was never, I mean, I always loved KRS, but KRS used to ish on Queens all the time. But uh, he he, I mean, what he put on last night and and the freestyles and, and oh man, he, he put He's on the one, show last one of night. the best. I mean, we know that already though, but we do one of the best to ever do it. Hello, who's this? Hey, Charlemagne, this is Wilson from Providence, Rhode Island, man. Peace, King. How are you? I was in Rhode Island this weekend. What up, brother? Good, Get I'm off good. your chest. I'm good, guy. Stilettos, you at Stilettos, huh? Yeah, I was at Stilettos this weekend. I hey, first of all, want to say God is good. God is good. God is great all the time. I hit sixty grand on a scratch ticket Saturday morning. Look nice. at that. Look at God. Wow. Nice. Sixty grand. Congrats. What you gonna That's do with exci- that money though? That's exciting. Hey, put it down on the house. Down there you go. Down the house, baby. Look at God. There you go. But I'm happy to be talking with y'all. Listen to y'all every morning, man. Y'all rock my boat. Okay. Your bum ass cowboys, man, and your bum ass cowboys, Charlemagne. Don't drop another bomb on them because I'm from over here, man. You can't keep on dropping bombs on them. Like I, don't, I don't see how you can call a team that's five and one bums. He's a Patriots fan, right, especially right, after sure. they beat y'all last Patriots, night in overtime Patriots. the way that we did. Die, die. We gotta give you the little taste of the juice. You've been doing it for too long. <laughs> Word, you wilding this morning. You, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't pausing nothing, huh? Have you a just, good one. you just out here raw with it. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Joe, man. Yo, Joe, what Peace, up? Get Joe. Your chest. Oh, what's up, man? Yo, Charlamagne, that was a good game, man, but I can't wait till the Dallas Cowboys get their heart broken later on this year, man. It's going to be so hysterical, man. I know that's what y'all waiting on. I know that's what y'all waiting on. Wait a minute. I called back because the first time I called, you were late. And I love how you showed up on time today to make sure to get you know, off your you know it. the Cowboys. You know it. You know it. You're really showing your colors, Charlie. Well, let me tell. Well, let me tell you something. Regardless if I was on time or late, we got a bye week this week, so I got 14 days to remind y'all that we five and one on the way to the Super Bowl. Oh my! And here we go. (laughs) I'm just letting you know. Just letting you know. One more thing, I want to get off my chest. Hey, uh, Envy. Yes, sir. I love how I love how you just curve every time you got to say car show. Now you can't say Carcella. I find that so funny when you uh, when you're promoting your uh, car show. Now that is so hysterical. It's cause you used to be so happy to say Carcella, so much energy, and now it's just like, oh, come come to my car show. Hey, uh, without it happen if you get sued. 
once or twice. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> well, well, good morning, everybody. Happy morning. Monday. Well, come to my car show in Detroit. That is October 30th. I did a little hype for you. Wait. Celebrity cars, exotic cars, and all that. Why don't you call it Drive Your Dreams, like how you was, you know what I mean? Like, it's a little about the brand. I call it both. I call it Drive Your Dreams in my car show. I think Coachella treated you the way the Dallas Cowboys treating that NFC East right now. Okay? Stop it. We just running through the whole division. <laughs> right? Okay. Oh my goodness. Know when you're lost. Get it off Except your when you lost. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, and Bow Wow has had enough oh of this Millennium Tour. We'll tell you what's going on. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's Spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right. Well, do you know how much Squid Game is going to generate for Netflix? How much? According to internal documents, just under nine hundred million dollars. Wow. How did they determine that though? Uh, well, apparently these documents talk about how much it costs to produce. You know how much it costs to produce the whole series? Mm-hmm. How much? $21.4 million, so that's about $2.4 million an episode. But I'm saying, how do they make money? Because it's not like you're you know, paying to watch Squid Game. You got a subscription to Netflix that you don't. Is it new subscribers yeah, that they bring in? They talk about impact value. So it's um, a metric that they use that operates a subscription model, and that's how they gauge the financial importance of shows. So oh, so it's not actual money. It's what it could what it would generate, I, I don't know. Because the there's, no, there's no advertisements. Well, it, they or look at the number of subscribers, and if it generates a huge number of people who subscribe, you know, there's people who will subscribe just to watch a particular show. Mm -hmm. So they're saying it's a great return on investment. They think that 89% of people who started Squid Game watched at least 75 minutes, and that uh, 87 million people finished the series in the first 23 days of it being online. I finished it this weekend. I finished but, it Saturday. But you know what's number one right now? What? That I started watching you, season three. Oh, yeah, yeah. My wife started watching that this weekend. Too. Mm -hmm. I saw like five episodes so far. You know, that's my show, too. So. I didn't like the ending of Squid Game. Well, don't tell me I didn't see it. Yeah. They're already talking about a uh, part two. I mean, you got to. All right. Now, Bow Wow is saying that he's had enough of the Millennium Tour. And Bow Wow and Omarion are headliners with support from Ashanti, Soldier Boy, and a lot of other people. It all kicked off October 1st in L.A. It's supposed to run through late November, but he was on social media, and he was basically saying, bet you they can't do nothing without me. We're going to see tonight in Atlanta. Tell me how the show goes. But he was there, by the way. Angela Simmons was also on stage, and he actually kind of serenaded her on stage. And here's what else he had to say. Who the best performer on the Millennium Tour? Who? Me. It's my tour now. I invented the Scream Tour. Look at the font. Look at the color. I invented this shit. They opened up for me. I invented this whole wave. <laughs> I can't help it if I get the most cheers. Chad, it's not like you want to say, why are you being weird to me? Now, Spectacular responded, now, little Bow Wow, simmer down now. And he responded to Spectacular, you've been my opening act your whole career. <laughs> now, where the lies? Chill out. This ain't about you, Magic Mike. And then he went on Goodness to talk gracious. about all the complaining on the tour. He said, here's the truth. I do 15 minutes every night. I can't even do my full songs. And I still be busting, folks. Uh, and he said, people think the fans don't complain about my set being 15 minutes. Only way I show up tonight if I do my full set straight up. And then he said, this might be my last show. I've had enough. Why is he only 15 minutes if he's one of the headlines? Well, maybe because there's a lot of people performing. So they just might not have enough time but for everybody to do too much. They, 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 they the ones that should get 15 minutes. 
Shad should get, you know. They might have 15 minutes. An hour, right? If he's the headliner, I would think. Yeah, they might have 15 minutes. I don't understand why they all beefing. I mean, none of them have new music. So this is a tour that they're all making money off of, feeding their families. They should just continue with the store. It sells out everywhere. I saw Sammy jumped into it, too. He said, I don't do all that Twitter, IG, back and forth. I let it all out on stage, though. So for anyone who forgot who's the pioneer of this movement and culture you're witnessing, you know now it's me, Sammy. Put some respect on my name. Sammy's on the tour? Yeah. Or the real pioneer stand up. Who's the real <laughs> pioneer? I, I mean, honestly, I would have to give it to Bow Wow and B2K, though. It right? was Bow Wow and B2K. When yeah. I think of the scream tour, I think of Bow Wow and B2K. Mm-hmm. All right, now, congratulations to Eve and her husband, Maximilian Cooper. They are expecting their first child together. Congrats. So she announced that she was pregnant. She showed a video, a photo of her baby bump. They got married back in 2014. He does have four kids from a previous relationship, but this is their first child together. So she had spoken in the past about the issues that she's had, her fertility challenges. Uh, while she was co-hosting on the talk, she talked about having a myomectomy to remove fibroids. She said, my husband and I, we've been trying and trying and trying. We've been doing certain things. And for me, I understand where Emma was coming from with the endometriosis because at the beginning of the year, I had a procedure called a myomectomy to get rid of fibroids. Well, dropping the clues bumps for Eve and her husband. They're mm-hmm. doing Congratulations. And congratulations to Javante Davis and Vanessa. They shared that she has given birth, so they had their baby. Nice. Congrats yes. to them, too. So congrats to the two of them. And he wrote Blessing and posted a picture uh, picture with the baby and all of that. Congrats to Javante and his queen. All right. And congrats to Kourtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. They are engaged. So <laughs> this is her first time actually getting married. And he just proposed to her. So congrats to them. All right. Well, they're not married yet. I said it'll be her first time getting married. Oh. So congrats to them for getting engaged. And another couple who's engaged. There's a lot of congratulations this morning. Fallon and Jalen Banks. So as you know, this is all from Real Housewives of Atlanta, the drama that happened with Portia. Well, now Fallon, who already has three sons, is going to be uh, getting married. Which one's Fallon? She's the one that was married to uh, Portia's now I guess, fiance. Oh, okay. And remember, they said that her and Portia were friends on the show. Right, right, right. And she went to the house. Okay, I got you. Yeah. All right. So that's a lot of congratulations going Mm -hmm. around. And that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Well, let's talk about your testicles. Not you specifically, MV, but would you put your testicles in a bath if it could mean that it's a form of birth control? So for males, this could be a birth control option for you. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. And don't forget, next hour, uh, Young Thugger, Thugger Thugger will be joining us. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Audible is your source for best-selling audiobooks, hot new releases, and popular podcasts, plus exclusive titles you can't find anywhere else. It's all in the one app. Get your first one free when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in football, the Raiders beat the Broncos 34-24. Cardinals beat the Browns. The Packers beat the Bears. The Colts beat the Texans. Ravens beat the Chargers. The Jaguars, they beat the Dolphins 23-20. Now the uh, Steelers beat the Seahawks. Cowboys beat the Say Patriots. that one slow. Bengals beat the Lions. Go back, I didn't hear the last one. You heard what I said. Cowboys beat the Patriots what? In overtime, how much? 35-29. Mm. 31-13, uh, the Chiefs won. The uh, Burden Catholic beat Joes. Uh, that's my son's high school team. And the Vikings uh, beat the Panthers 34-28. The Giants guy used his toilet tissue yesterday for a nice diarrhea-driven poop. 
Okay? All right. And they're now one in five. The power bottoms of the NFC. They're not even power bottoms. They're just bottoms at the NFC. All right. All right. Now the Chicago Sky defeated the uh, Phoenix Mercury for their first WNBA championship win. So congrats to them. I want to clue the Chicago Sky. You know uh, our good friend Michelle Williams, Tanitra. She owns, she's a, a part owner of the Chicago Sky. Nice. Yes. All right. What else we got, Yeezy? All right. Well, let's talk about the uh, testicle bath oh, that boy. can now be a birth control option for men. And this was created by a German scientist. It got the top prize at Germany's coveted Dyson Awards. And so basically, you would be putting your testicles in this like little mini bathtub, and then you have to fill it up to this watermark that's in there. And it's an ultrasound-based, reversible, and hormone-free male contraceptive device that you can use at home. So what it does is it employs ultrasound deep heat for several minutes, and that temporarily halts sperm mobility in the testicles, which prevents swimmers from fertilizing the female egg. So they said the first time you use it, it has to be under the doctor's supervision. It takes two weeks to work. And then after that, you need to use it every couple of months for it to work. And what does it do now? It prevents you. It's birth control. Stops so your swimming from swimming. It stops you from actually uh, getting sperm to that'll swim so it won't be able to fertilize an egg. I got to do something. I might have to get snipped. My wife wants me to get snipped. <laughs> you could try this and just do it every couple of months. Just put it in a little bathtub. That doesn't seem nah, like it's yeah, that, yeah, that don't seem like 100%. Mm-hmm. It seems like, yeah. Nah. I just want to do something to do something. It's nice because there's no <laughs> hormones, though, you know, which I think is probably a good thing. Your wife never get another one you to get snipped? No, nah, I'm going to do it myself this time. <laughs> like, they tried it. Like, they wanted a baby. After this baby, this is we getting snipped. Every time Envy uh, has another baby, he says that's the last no, one. No, I'm getting snipped this time. Every time. And then he's like, you know, we're trying to I never said baby. I'm getting snipped. I'm every getting single snipped. year. Yeah, I mean, we haven't we haven't tried for any of our four daughters, but you know, they keep coming because I keep coming, so I need to. Um, it's action in the house. That's right. But I'm getting <laughs> snipped. Yeah, I need to do something. She wants me to get snipped, so I think I might have to get snipped. All right, you now go first. Law- lawmakers in Philly have passed a legislation that bars cops from making minor traffic stops. According to critics, they say those traffic stops did unfairly target minorities. Duh, surprise, surprise. So they are expected to sign that legislation into law in the coming days. And that'll be a huge deal because that's the first one of its kind. And so basically, in Philadelphia, there's about 1.6 million people. It's the first large U.S. city to ban traffic stops for low-level infractions. 97% of vehicle stops are for low-level infractions, according to the newspaper there. And they said that black drivers accounted for 72% of those stopped for vehicle code violations, despite only accounting for 43% of the population. So now they're not going to do that anymore. It sounds about white. All right, now police are facing questions after a woman's body was found in a police van in Huntsville, Alabama. If you haven't already heard this story about Christina Nance, she was discovered October 7th in an unoccupied police van in the back corner of a parking lot at the Huntsville Public Safety Complex. And her family had reported her missing October 2nd. That officer noticed that shoes were next to the van. They approached the van and discovered her body inside. Windows on the van were observed to be open. And on this type of van, they popped outward. So according to reporters, they said it's department policy to keep these vans locked when they're not in use or occupied. So the family does have questions. It took them a while to even be able to get this footage. But they did show uh, 
some grainy surveillance footage highlighting Christina Nance's movements on that day, September 25th, and the days following as she opened and closed the windows of the van. They said she's observed in the video walking around the parking lot. She lays down in the bushes at some point. She sits on the hood of a police car for some time. She approaches other cars in the parking lot, and all this all happens for about 10 minutes before she enters the van in this very busy parking lot. So the family is saying the video surveillance footage is so grainy, they don't even know that it's her, but they are trying to get to the bottom and the truth of what happened to Christina Nance. All right, but again, our condolences mm. go out to the family. That can't mm-hmm. be something easy to have to deal with. Definitely not sending, what happened. Yeah, definitely sending the family healing energy. Lord have mercy. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, now when we come back, Thugger Thugger will be joining us. Young Thug, we're gonna kick it with Young can, Thug. Can we put we got to put this conversation in context though. Mm-hmm. You know, he was here this weekend, Friday, um, to do SNL, and so he came to the Breakfast Club uh, on Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, this is the first time I've ever. Had a conversation with Young Thug in any capacity, ever. Mm-hmm. Never even met the brother. Me too. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I met him a week before at the BET Hip Hop Awards, so uh, he came through Friday. I wasn't here, I was in Phoenix, so uh, we're going to play that when we come back, so don't move. And there's a history there. We got a history. Young Thug and I have a yeah. at least a social media history. He definitely posted a picture of you at one point. Yeah, he said he wanted to... He definitely and he did p- say he wanted to torture you. He wanted to kidnap me up. and torture me. Yeah. Um, he posted a picture of me one time just for no reason. I mean, it's little things like that, but it's nothing crazy. We'll talk about it. <laughs> All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is not here, but we got a special guest in the building, his first time on The Breakfast Club. Do we call you Mr. Slime, Mr. Williams, Mr. Thug, Mr. Sex? Maybe Young Thug. <laughs> Mr. Sex. Sex. Mr. Sex. Mr. Sex, okay. <laughs> How are you, sir? I'm happy to see you here, man, for Looking real. Very dapper. I'm happy to see you too, man. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time. What kept you away from the Breakfast Club all these years? I don't know. I think just me and your misunderstanding. Oh, my God. Freak. Huh? <laughs> but, <laughs> right, listen, let's address the elephant in the room first, though, because you and Charlemagne had exchanged. That's what he just said. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember, even because that was so long ago. I guess that was over Birdman initially. Yeah, yeah. Charlemagne. Man, I told you, you boy. I told you, yeah, man, beat that nigga, beat that nigga up. It was, it was all talk. It's, it's, I never understood. Like, I could have seen so far. It's all we all just talking. Shit. It ain't no. Oh, absolutely. You no, know, it wasn't never really like. And then I was kind of young back then, though. I, I, uh, I would admit, like, I ain't understand blogging. You know, back then I was mm-hmm. so young and just like fresh in the game to the point where I ain't understand this and how important it is and how much you have to be how you is absolutely but i will say i i made one of the worst hip-hop predictions about 10 years ago when i did vlad tv they asked me they said who gonna be around longer rich homie kwan or young thug and i said probably rich homie kwan clearly i was wrong (laughs) (laughs) clearly 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 i was wrong how you feel about that i mean you don't get them all right he was wrong you were wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, I was definitely wrong. But then also too, I would, you know, I would hear people in Atlanta talk about you from a street perspective. So I was like, well, he seemed like he in too deep. Never too deep. You gotta have your head on right, man. I just gained, you know, like knowledge and growth. You know. Oh, it's evident. You can see it. Became older. Certain things you just not don't want to deal with, man. I kind of grew out of it though. You grew out of what? Just the just feeling. Young and just like doing young, like arguing on it. And, you know, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. None of that never really meant, man. 
Back then it did though because mm-hmm. I was just like new to the industry. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I was I was so mad at you just because I was like <laughs> I was fresh out of the ghetto. So seeing that type of back then you like what the f- this no I get it I get he it. He said he's gonna torture him and Charlamagne was like I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> that thug he gonna kidnap me and torture me. Like, I ain't never heard no like that. It was right after the Birdman. Said Charlamagne we gonna torture you boy. We gonna beat you the. <laughs> Wayne about to come to Atlanta. We're gonna see if he's tough. Mm-mm, I'm not, he said no, that. Nope. No. I'm not going to nowhere near Atlanta after something like that. <laughs> nah, that shit, man. Nothing to do with that stuff. He got talked to Birdman like two weeks ago too, man. Bank put us on the phone together. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all came up. Y'all. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, let's see. He from the south. I'm just from the south. I respect that man. That man put a lot of money in black people's pockets. You know, I never want to get that misconstrued. You know what I mean? Right. The crazy part is even back then. I would always get calls from my folks in Atlanta like, bro, Doug, the real deal. And even, even even before you even like popped off when you had like Stoner out, I think it was Stoner, and I forgot the other record, like rappers be in the studio with you like, man, this in here with guns right now. And I don't know if this is true. Somebody said you used to walk around oh, with God. tampons in case you got shot. <laughs> I swear a rapper told I ain't gonna say the rapper name, but I swear <laughs> a rapper told me that. Walk around with Yes, in case you got shot, you could put the... It sound know. like something like... Yep, 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 so 100%. So that's very That's exactly who said it. <laughs> that <nigga> trip. <laughs> I don't ever think I was at the point where I was preparing myself to get popped, to get shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine you're like, I need a tampon. Young Doug's like, I got one for you. Right. How you knew it was him, though? When you said 10 years ago, he's mm-hmm. one of the guys that kind of met me when I was... You know, on the ride. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Upcoming artist, he, he met me back then. And always, he always tell people a funny story about me have, being in the radio station with a gun. Mm-hmm. But we wasn't on no stupid shit, just like, I damn near forgot it I had it on me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In Atlanta, you know, our laws are different, so like, we can have guns. Absolutely. You don't have one on you now, do you? Yeah. <laughs> don't do that to him, don't do that to him. What would 2021 thug tell 2011 thug? You were right. Like you saw all of this. Like you saw you becoming the mogul with the music. Yes. And I guess people could say even fashion icon. Yes. Influencing the game with your with your music. I was always good at that. Like influencing, um, dressing. I was like the, the big dog in my hood in mm-hmm. my hood before rap. I was sixteen years old, like running the whole hood. Mm-hmm. So I always like I dealt with that my whole entire career. I still want to go back to the past, man, because I want to talk about the myth of Young Thug, because I used to hear so much shit about you. I heard that you was protecting the city of Atlanta, basically, after Katrina, because it was people coming into the city, it was robbing folks and, like, killing folks, and you was on some, like, superhero Avengers shit, like, protecting the city of Atlanta. Who do you hear you be getting your information from about me? <laughs> oh, this myth. No, I, I honestly don't think nobody told you that. I, I think, promise you. I think you just think that. Like, no, man. Now you can look at somebody like, yeah, I bet this shit had the whole wire. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually right, though. New Orleans boys. Mm. That's right. Mm. Tough. They tough. And it was like right after Katrina, they had like lists of people they wanted to take out in the city. and They was trying to extort. They was extorting a few people. But it's just like, I went, I never went like look for nobody and then like that. It's just... It ended up coming to our hood. That's what I heard. I heard it was used. I heard you was it was defense. It was heard. It was all defense. The thug was on the front lines, protecting the city of ATL. This was before rap, though. Yep. I'm only like 11, 12. Just got guns. My first. I probably had my first gun at like nine or ten. 
But they said it was it was grown rappers coming to you though. Not facts. How did that all simmer down? Did it just over time? Like, yeah. Um, so many people had ended up going to jail dealing with that. Shit. It was probably like twenty people that got life sentences. Wow. About this this situation. When you look back on it though, you can understand. I'm, I guess you can understand why they was doing what they was doing because they was just kind of like starving and. Right. I respect it though. Just growing up, I ain't respect it back then. I'm just like, I don't go what happened to y'all in the hood. And I don't care about none of that. Mm -hmm. Not about to do that. But growing up, it's like, I would definitely did the same thing they did. They actually actually didn't do anything wrong. And you, you didn't do nothing wrong either yeah. by protecting it. Right. You think in general, when you first started doing music, they were pretty supportive of you? Yeah. I was already popular before I started doing music. At one point, I was popular for being the youngest nigga in Atlanta getting shot, shooting people. Like, I got shot, and I think I was like 12, 13. My first time getting shot. Damn. What happened? Oh, you don't feel like talking uh, about it? It was a shootout. Some niggas just pulled up in our hood, rolled down the window. You know what's so crazy? One of the guys is my best friend now. Is he a rapper too, right? No. Oh, okay. He's my 21? No, it wasn't him, though. It was some from his side of town, though. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now this like my best friend. This shot me. How does that happen? Like, how does that transition to him becoming your best one of your best friends? He ended up going to jail like three times not for that he, he didn't ever go to jail or uh, shoot me he ended up going to prison like three times though like doing like five years three years two years like that i think i just grew a heart from him because he because because of prison i'm just like this keep going to prison like, man, i can't even kill this <laughs> that ain't funny man like, <laughs> <so> <laughs> you like the joker forever the other thing they used to say about you they used to be like yo i used to get called like no listen he's like the joker i'm like a man I'm actually a warm-hearted, like, I'm really a calm, mm -hmm. cool, good-hearted guy. I'm, like, hands-on, so I see, like, sides of people that you probably wouldn't see. I like the lesson in the fact that, you know, you and you and homie is cool now, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah, a lot, yeah, of, you, a lot of youngins can learn from that. Like, right. you don't got to always, you don't got to be final with your ops all the time. And they don't got to start because, like, all this shit happened. Like, few of them got shot, few of us got shot. But now we friends, so all that was for them. No, everybody jeopardized their life. Everybody could have went to prison, and it was about then. All right, we got more with Young Thug. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Young Thug. Yee. Well, you're a very loyal person, so if somebody in your crew doesn't get along with somebody, that automatically means you don't either, right? Or how does that work? Do you try to squash things? Yeah, hey, yeah. I'll be the person that try to squash them. Because I just like, I don't know, man, I'm getting older. I remember just like seeing my mom cry when my brother died. I'm like, I just don't want to see nobody's mom cry, bro. Wow. People got families too. Yeah, yeah. My mom probably didn't go to sleep five years straight. My brother died, you know? Mm hmm So I just, I'm older, so I guess I just think about that type of shit more. And you blessed, right? Because a lot of people don't, God don't give everybody that opportunity to even have that type of reflection. Right. To even look back on it and be like, man, that was for nothing. And he overgave us an opportunity like a few times. We did a lot of dummy missions with, with millions of dollars. We did a few stupid that could have got everything took. Think about life without you. Like think about all the people that you provide for, all the people you done put on, you done help put in position. There's no you, there's probably no gunner, there's probably no baby, who knows? Right. Thank God. That's that's the other story. The other story is the, uh, you <laughs> well, that's true though. You gave baby money to get out the street. The rap. Just going to the hood, cause he like money. If he can make 5000 10000 every day, that's the only way he'll stay out the hood if he can make the same money that he's making in the hood. Because mm -hmm. if he just sit in the hood, he's going to make 10000 20000 every day. Mm -hmm. Profit, all profit. 
What did you see in little baby back then? Because he was still in the street, fresh. What did you see in him back then that said, nah, bro, I'm going to pay you to stay out the street and rap? I was scared for him to like, go back to jail because he just did yeah, he just did a bit. Mm -hmm. He got straight out of jail and went straight back to the same neighborhood, the same house that the, pol that the police bust and locked him up. Mm -hmm. He went right back to the same house. It was a spot, mm -hmm. you know? But I also, he was popular too. He was, he reminded me of like when I was, before rap, because I was popular before rap. He was popular, he was popular too. Mm -hmm. Before rap, he was like getting a lot of likes on his Instagram and people like, uh, he got like nice ass captions and shit. I'm like, yo, you should try to make a song, bro. You probably be crazy. Just show him the life and like took him with me a few times everywhere. And he started saying like, oh damn, this easy. You know, cause we, we grew up together too. Mm -hmm. So it, it makes it feel like it's easy. If he seen me do, he seen me do every single thing. He's just like, yeah, I can do it. But I really used to pay this to go to the studio. How much? You said five, five a day, you said? We getting like 5,000, 2,000, 3,000. Cause he was a young mm -hmm. So like, I might be gone to LA for three days. But like, here, here go 4,000. But he's still hustling. He's still getting real. He's getting his own money, but mm -hmm. he got a gambling problem. Yeah, <laughs> I hear he that all. Gambling problem. He, he he for sure lost 10 times more money than he ever had. Why, why not put him on YSL? YSL wasn't established back then. Yeah, it was. I was dealing with a lot of like court mm -hmm. I was dealing with so much shit. I'm like, I ain't bringing him in now. He just got out of prison for the same shit. I'm like, man, I got, I'm gonna tighten up. And I was like, man, you know what? Let's take you to my buddy, man. P, you a good guy. He gonna focus. That's it. I mean, that's honorable though. Just to bring him to P and say, I am. This shit was literally signed to me. Gucci had you in the kind of same situation, right? Yeah. He ended up going to prison. Mm -hmm. He probably like spent so many millions of dollars fighting the case just to get the three or four years that he did do. He spent probably all of his money. So he just like sold some of his assets. You know what I'm saying? I was just one of the assets. Okay. He sold it to the label. You know, is it easier for you to talk about things now that you're a little older and things are more in the past? Because I noticed on the album, right, you started off with Die Slow and you tell some personal things. It sounds like you're just having a conversation. So how hard was that for you to make that decision to put that all out there? It was hard. because, And it's only because I just don't like people to, to feel like they know me. I liked it better when Charlemagne just was like, damn, I wonder how he is. Right. He hear all these stories. As opposed to, <laughs> oh, he's a, he a cool guy, you know? Mm -hmm. The I mean, it's dope, though, because you have one perception to people looking and you're throwing people off. You're like, why he doing that? Why he doing that? But then you hear these stories and you're like, for real? So you, you me personally, you got to believe the street, right? Yeah, you better. Believe <laughs> 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 You think if you would have seen Charlemagne back then? He wouldn't have saw me. <laughs> I know how to avoid people. <laughs> what, I, do I think it would have been smoke? Or you think you would have came up to him or anything, like a conversation? 100%. I believe you. I was I was literally mad at you, I don't, and I don't I know can why. Tell. He shoot you and give you a tampon. Man, shut up. Man. <laughs> I don't. I don't. There wouldn't been no guns involved. Oh, hell, no. <laughs> we probably would have just got the argument. It just would have been like, nah, I probably would have did something to your head, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I used to get the calls. They used to call me like Charlemagne. I'm telling you now, he like the Joker. I don't like when people trying to make it seem like I'm just. I'm just psyched out on crazy. No, they said, I prom and, the, and it was a it was a woman that told me that, and she ain't saying it like that. She said he's a great guy, he's a nice guy, but he's like the Joker. He'll be so nice, and then just, he'll set fire to the town. Who told you to walk him on? No, 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 no. It was somebody else. Yeah. Now you, you also said on die slow, you seeking God's soul because you know something's missing. What, what do you think is missing? I just got a few problems still in my life. They're not even that big. They're just like they won't leave though. You know. And I think it's because it's like, you thought you got to know God, 
but not it hasn't been that good. Like you know, it's not good enough to the point where he where he's like, capish to mm. your problems. Mm. You know, because it's like, damn, why the hell am I still having these problems? I got everything. My people got everything. Everybody got everything. I still got certain problems, and I think it's just it's just like I need yeah. to get closer to God. You know, is it things that you 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 running from, like things you trying not to deal with internally, maybe? Nah, I'm grown. I'm black. I deal with it off top. Mm-hmm. Whatever problem I have, I deal with it right then. If I'm a cry, if I'm a bitch about it, if I'm doing anything, I do it right then. As soon mm-hmm. as soon as I as soon as I notice it's a problem, I go ahead and deal with it. Once I stop crying or like feeling down about it, I won't ever feel down about it. Yeah. So I just go ahead and deal with it. When the last time you cried? Maybe like a month and a half ago. You remember for what? Of course. That's, that's your business. You ain't got to share if you don't want to. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> well, why'd you want to be on Donda so bad? I saw you say that you uh you called me. said, if I don't get on this album, it's going to be a problem. It ain't that I want to be on it so bad. It, it, it's just like, bro, we got a hundred songs, putting the motherfucking songs out there. Mm-hmm. Like, you a billionaire. Like, you at the point where it's like, you don't need none of this shit. If I was a billion, if I was Kanye West or Jay-Z, if I, just say I was Jay-Z or, or Kanye I probably would have would have more features than anybody in the world. If I'm at the point where I know me being on your song can make it number one, I'm definitely getting on the song. Mm. That's what I respect about Drake. Yeah, you all got that number one song right like now. Like you help, and you genuinely do it. Way Too Sexy was your concept though. It feels like a Doug song. Yeah. Came to the studio like fresh. Who like, man, you gonna say shit, bro. We just in the studio talking shit and just like listening to beats. The beat come on and Pluto just like, Man, let's do some sexy shit. So we just like freestyling to each other, then it's just like, mm, do sexy folk. It just came about like that. I-, I see you talk about the icons a lot. You feel like they don't they don't reach out to you the way you would want to? No. They don't. They genuine all good people though. I don't know why. Maybe they want me to just figure it out and just go through it, you know, so mm-hmm. you can like learn actually learning and like respect it. Or maybe it's just like we in the same league. I can't tell you this. Most of the time it be I can't tell you. I don't like that type of Because I always spill the beans. Like, I'm going to tell anybody anything that can help them win. Like, But your lane different, though. Everything that might have worked for them may not work for you. Right. But it ain't even about, like, what to do. It's just more about, like, being reminded or just feeling love. The OGs are, like, hands-on. Mm-hmm. You know? Because mm-hmm. that's all young fiend for, like, like OGs that got their hands-on. But you got Drake playing everybody part. So Drake, like, the industry OG for a lot of people. Yeah, I got to put him right there. And then it because of the way he's saying the songs or none of that. It's because he f- with every f***ing body. Mm-hmm. Upcoming artist the most. Mm-hmm. I got to respect it. Mm-hmm. He just know, like, I'm the hottest f- in the world. I can go number one. You can become a superstar by me doing this song or hopping on your song. He actually know that. Mm-hmm. And he do it mm-hmm. for those exact reasons. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Young Thug. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Young Thug. Yee. Elton John, you're on his album, right? Right. So you and Elton John, now that's, to me, that's interesting. How right? the f*** that happened? <laughs> but I'm a fan. Yeah, I, heard, I saw him say you can freestyle better than Eminem. Well, yeah, of course, Eminem. Elton John, like, he a fan. The first thing he ever said when I met him was, when WAP get out. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, that wow. said WAP. He said GUAP. No, he didn't, man. Stop playing, God. man. I swear to God, I'm not a liar. Wow. Where did you meet him? Like, you got to tell us how that connection even happened. You sampled, his, one of his, you sampled Rocket Man. Yes, I did, Rocket Man. Mm -hmm. So that's the first time we ever got in touch. And he got a condo in Atlanta. So this is a weird, this is a story. Damn, I want to, should I tell you? Sure. Okay. Please do tell. It was a story about him and his first lover. Now, he's, he, he met his first lover in 1991 in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. That's the year I was born. And the lover name was Jeffrey. Wow. Right. And he helped him, like, you know, stop everything he was doing and just, like, become a man. And, like, it was just, like, a father figure to him. But it was his it was his, his, it was his fiance, his mm -hmm. partner. And he, he was a fan of Gucci Man, So he heard me on one of Gucci Man songs. So... He old school, so he just like pull everything about him, about you up. Mm -hmm. Oh, f yeah, Leo, he born. Whoa, 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 nice one. Where you from, Atlanta? Oh my God, what? The whole background is the same as his ex fiance. Wow. So he just like, what? Just start paying attention. But he a real fan. He really can sing the songs. And so he hit you up like, yo, pull up. I need to. We need to meet. And I'm in Atlanta. Wow. You and you and Tip, um, y'all y'all had a relationship before rap too, or before you was a rapper. Yeah. Yeah. He talk a lot of stuff. But he, he's actually like one of the realest guys in the world. 100%. That's why I always wonder, like, you know, it's hard for y'all, right? Because y'all come from a certain environment, but then y'all get to these levels and people don't necessarily may, may know the background. So right. then you find yourself maybe having to prove yourself sometime in this this, this rap game. Right. Got to just stay out of the way. Because, mm -hmm. like, sometimes just chasing you. No matter how much you run, you know, sometimes trouble just chasing you. You still think Bad it's chasing energy? you? Yes, I've did enough in my life to to where you probably chase me for the rest of my life. <laughs> really? Yeah. How do you make amends for that? Just dealing with it, like whatever happened, happens. I made the bed, you know, lay in it. Do you try to course correct things now by doing things, you know, like maybe pay off that that karmic debt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've been doing that for at least like the last seven or eight years. You know, some people just like you don't know me, so you look at me a certain way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anybody who know me, you know, like, oh, he's too good. Can, nothing probably wouldn't happen to him. He's like a good guy, you know? Mm -hmm. You just got to just have to be around. How much have uh, Kevin Lyles and Leo Cohen done for you as a man and, and artist? Oh, not much. They going to make you a man. Kevin Lyles are like, he'll baby you sometimes, but like, Leo Cohen, don't give a he made me a man. I hated him more than you. Really? <laughs> but you used to be with him, though. Everything was just bad. My... My first deal was bad. Just signed a deal, and then no one ever contacted me. And it's just like I'm in the streets. I'm just like young, and like I'm like it's just everything. It's just like ah, mm -hmm. you know. And then you trying to pop off, and then you feel like you owe a label. You know what I'm saying? And you like I've been signed to them for like two or three years, but I don't even know nobody. Mm -hmm. I don't know one person here. But he a good guy. It took me like nine months a year to forgive him. He a good guy. He a dad. So when, so when you say forgive him, what is because of a bad contract? Yeah. I just seen from his shoes. It was like a brand new company. Mm -hmm. All he's doing at that point is just signing artists. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just building the roster. Giving everybody the same contract. And do you think also, because like Charlemagne's heard all these stories about you, people have heard stories about you, you think that maybe they were intimidated too? Charlemagne got the right to be like, yo, I don't want to be around. Mm -hmm. I feel like if me and you ain't head on, like, hey, we doing something to each other, we see each other, it's no way, I, that's, you know, Mm -hmm. That's just frame. You just framing me at that point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
know what I'm saying? As opposed to him, of course, we got we got real going on, like to the point where we see each other. It might be some, it might be up. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry for that too, bro. I, I apology accepted. I, I, I apologize for anything I said that made you want to kidnap me and torture me. Yeah, you said bull. <laughs> you said a lot of bullshit. My. What I said, I, I really, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even really be remembering. I feel like you man. kept it going too after that. Like you said, something. I was even looking this morning. Like I was looking. Ain't no gangster. You're gangster. Though. The game, Wayne. They even come to the city. You're gangster. We'll know if they don't make it out. I said that. Uh, I, I remember when you tweeted, "Um, Breakfast Club is the devil." I did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think that was after the game interview. Yeah. That's why. Because I guess you and the game had a situation back then. Yeah, then it's like you start trying to do interviews with everybody out beefing with. You like, <laughs> no man, which one you were working with? Come on, dog. You doing an interview with game? Game? The game? Back then? I mean, even now. I mean, listen, we would. I would interview game now, but back when? I don't even remember when that was. Like 2015. He had albums and stuff. Man, that went that then. But I don't like to be one of them people. Like you know, I'm if if we if we rock with you, we rock with you. Whether you up, whether you down, like it definitely ain't about that. Cause at that mm -hmm. point, it was bigger than me. But it was like it did nothing for you. Now I'm sure it did good on YouTube and, and stuff like that. Oh my god. But you see, we we, we we interview plenty of people, man. Right, but it wasn't nothing. It wasn't like let's interview yeah, game because game right, 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 right. beefing with dumb. Saying, that's what I felt. I was I was goddamn eighteen. No, man. 19. It never was personal. I'm just saying. Not for you. There were times back then that we thought you were gonna come up here and do an interview because I remember they kept being like, Would you interview Doug? And I'm like, Would he wanna come to the show? That's why I, even now I was surprised. I always wanted to do the show too. Always. This this one of the biggest shows. Y'all know y'all got it. Y'all got it. We always wanted you here. I saw you I mean, I, I saw you post one day. One day you just posted my picture <laughs> with laughing emojis. <laughs> I'm like, man, what's up with I did. Yeah. It's <laughs> a random picture <laughs> with laughing emojis. Mother <laughs> well, well, you got uh, Mac Miller and Juice World on the album too. You was close to both of them, or just Juice? Yeah, yeah. I know you was close both, to Juice. Both, like brothers. Did you ever process like the depths of, of Mac and Juice? I mean, you you know you you've seen people go before, but once you in the industry and you get industry relationships and you see that, did you ever process that? No, I, I feel like I'm still running from it. You and Juice had a bunch of music together, right? Damn man, yeah. So when you hear it now, like, does it? Bring up all those old memories and everything else? Yes. He liked being around me. We spent a lot of time together. We spent a lot of time. Mac, too. I was with Mac the day before he died. What? No. He was at my studio. We did the song on my album. It's so crazy, but it's coincidental. He came to the studio, did a song on me. The next day, he died. And the song that we did at the studio, the name of the song is Day Before. Wow. But the song is just about, like, like women. Like, back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. Y'all, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it was like flamboyant, like yeah, day mm -hmm. before. Damn, this died in this day, bro. Do you go, do you go back and think about that? Those last conversations, that last those last moments. I mean, you didn't know that was gonna be the last moments, but yeah, I think deep on that because it's like, is that a sign? Have you ever just wished like God could just really talk to you? I, I yeah. feel like I talk to him. If I like, but that's I why I do meditation all the time. Yeah, when I meditate, I feel like he gives me the answers. He just talk. It's real quiet. It ain't as loud as the noise around you. Like, you know, you'll see on TV, social media, people in your ear. But when God talk, it's like real, real quiet. And he only gonna repeat, he only gonna say it once. Or she, I say he or she. He, she that, that, that entity is only gonna say it one time. Like, you know the right things to do. You very self-aware, thought. Right. And you have good intuition. That's right. I right. can see that in you. Right. Good guy. I'm really a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, don't move. We got more with Young Thug. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Young Thug. 
Yeah. When it comes to women, are you a good guy? Oh, oh, here come that tea. She trying to get that tea. <laughs> <though. laughs> yeah, that boy. <laughs> what you mean when it comes? They do this. What you mean? <laughs> what you mean when it comes to women? I'm I mean, listen, because listen to your music. Like, like you have this one song where you like, um, what is it? You said you f***ed it last night, and then <laughs> never. I can't get you out of this one. Though. That's, that's between you so and what her. Is it like, what is it like for you? Are you single now? Are you still in a relationship? Have you ever noticed that you always talk about sex? <laughs> I don't say anything about sex. I said single or in a relationship. I know. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I got a whole podcast about it called Lip Service about relationships and sex. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that whole I always crazy. notice that <laughs> the guys who are real usually treat their women better than most, right? So do you think that as you are reflecting on anything, everything in your life, do you think that when it comes to relationships, that you've been the person that you want to be, the man that you want to be in a relationship? Oh, of course. You know, taking care of the house, making you feel like your father, you know, the thing the thing you got to do with women, you got to make them you got to make them feel like you they Father. Right, because you want to feel secure. You also want to feel like if something goes wrong, he's going to be there to take care of it. That's the first person you call when something's going down. Are you trusting of women when you're in relationships? I trust the girl that I'm in a relationship with. Mm -hmm. But other women, no, I don't trust no damn. No. How hard does it get to to get to the point where you trust somebody? Like the, who you're with now? How hard did it take? How long did it take? You have your guard up. You have your walls up. You never know what somebody's there for. How long was that process? Oh, it wasn't long. I love that. I love the <laughs> was long at all. Seconds. But my guard came down so fast. Like, <laughs> That's your intuition. How'd you know? How'd you know? How'd you know she was the one? I didn't know. I just like went with the flow. Mm -hmm. I, I want to go back to what you said about you know being the father because a lot of people he, hear that and try to misconstrue it, but it's it's true. Like men should be nurturing and we should be loving and we should be caring and protectors and providers like a father would. That's why I, have a, you know, I got four daughters. When my daughter come to me and you know, some man come to me and ask for one of their hand in marriage. I want to make sure that he can do all of those things right. for her. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So I understand what you meant by that. Right. What was the purpose of trashing the Rolls Royce? I don't know. I just wanted. I was. I didn't. I wasn't feeling. I wasn't in album mode, and I just was like, you know what? I want to do something really cool. What did it symbolize for you? Though? Uh, it just symbolized punk and rock, rock star, and just like, yeah, it's me. Who car was it? Man, hey, I bought this. Same day, man. What? Oh my god. Man, I left that at the club, man. Oh my god. So you bought it, no insurance, no nothing. Yeah, yeah, for, oh, sure, sure. for sure. But got, I don't. It's a, it's a, it's trash at this point. Did you buy it? Buy it? Or did you lease it? I bought it. I don't lease no more. Car. <laughs> so you spent the whole <laughs> three hundred, four hundred. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> was it worth it? Yes. It was really fun. I had hid the keys somewhere in LA though, so whoever find the keys can have. Can't have a car. It's, it ain't drivable, is it? You get it fixed. You get it fixed. You get the parts. It might be about a hundred. Wow. But you definitely can get it. Definitely <laughs> can get it fixed. It's only dents. Windows. Yeah. Let's talk about your relationship with J. Cole. And I like when you guys work together because some people in their head might be like, what's that going to sound like? But obviously y'all have a good relationship and been working together. What are some things you learned from J. Cole? Keep going. Keep believing. You know, because it got to a point where you didn't want to hear like certain type of music. And his music was the, that music. Mm -hmm. and he just kept believing and never stopped. He did. He did all. He always did the numbers, but it was like he couldn't get, catch the right tour. He couldn't sell. You know, so he just kept going. I got that from him. He's a family guy. He always. He's always with his wife and his kid. Always. Every single day. Every dollar ain't good. 
That's true. Every dollar ain't good. Have you turned down some huge situations? Of course, of course. Millions of dollars, me. Wait, what's the last thing you turned down? I think I, it was like three shows. Somebody wanted to do three shows with me, but I wanted a million dollars for a show, and they wanted to give me like eight hundred. I mean, eight sounds pretty good. <laughs> I mean, eight hundred sounds pretty good, though. You no, know, like, because then it, that's your number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like actually like push it away. Mm -hmm. I did just enough to where they'll come back. All right, all right. What's, what's your relationship like now with uh with Wayne, Lil Wayne? We've been to the studio a few times. Well, I heard no, we had a few songs together. Supposed to be working on this album. Man, I told him I'm like, I'm like, bro, you know you my idol. Like, we just need, we just got to do an album. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want, you can have the album. I don't care. Did you ever really dislike him, or that was just? I ain't ever disliked him. You felt like he didn't like you though, because he didn't shake. I know you said he didn't shake your hand when you ran into him, and then people just a lot of like, people felt like you were trolling him. When you did the card, was it Carter six? six? Yep. Some corny to me. Mm -hmm. Like trolling a is corny. I don't think I ever was trolling him. I really wanted to be like him, mm -hmm. but it just seemed like I was trolling him. You know. Mm -hmm. Did you ever? Did y'all have that conversation? You and him? We definitely had conversations. But do you remember that first one y'all had after all of that? After all the stuff that played out in the media? Yeah, it was it was easy too. Like that's how I know we are like because it was it wasn't even like a long conversation. It was literally seconds. Mm -hmm. But I understood. Mm -hmm. I did. I walked off not feeling a certain type of way. He walked off not feeling a certain type of way. Who put it together, Burbank? Yes. Wow. And it was you said it was seconds. Like, whatever, bro. And I'm sorry. Yeah, I love you, bro. Ooh, ooh. Lock in. And that's Ooh. all you needed. And y'all been doing songs and shit ever since. Wow. That's, that's all it ever was. Yeah. I don't know. I think he just probably mad, mad at Bird or some mm -hmm. and, and that picture with Lil Dirk, what was on that computer, man? That ass Dirk. Pro he Tools. He told me not to ever tell nobody. <laughs> no, man. We definitely wasn't looking at Pro Tools. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Definitely wasn't looking at Pro Tools. So he's, he called you like, don't ever tell nobody what we was looking at. I asked him before, like, hey. He's like, nah, man, do it. I say less. How much do numbers matter to you? Because I know your last couple of albums were number one. Obviously, you have the song that's number one with Drake. But when it comes to this album, which, you know, could be number one. I know Meek was saying that those numbers, Billboard, none of that matters to him. How much does it matter to you? The same amount. It's just numbers. It ain't, it ain't about none of that. Like At one point, J. Cole album was going number one, but he couldn't sell a theater. So do the numbers matter? That's real. Does Thug have any regrets? Over the last 11 years of your time in this industry? Not doing every single thing I wrote out. It ain't too late. Ain't ever too late. But that's what I regret. I regret getting into it with people. I regret spending so much motherfucking money. Mm -hmm. On what, just material items like just cars? everything. We don't believe you, thug. You just bought a car last week and, and <laughs> beat up on it for no reason. I regret it. You regret, you regret it? that already? <laughs> already? <laughs> <laughs> a week later, you regret it. I said, not even a week. A few days later, you regret it already? I should have seen me in there, caught that back. I said, oh, my God. You think you are? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Thug, man. I'm happy that you came to the Breakfast Club. And yes. it's good seeing your evolution over the past 10, 11 years, my brother. Truly, man. And I, I, I apologize for anything I said that offended you in the past. We was all younger and stupider back then. Because I like seeing young black men get money. And you make another black men rich, man. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Mm -hmm. Not just, just getting money. Putting, putting, uh, putting other people in position. Gotta respect it. Well, so far, because the album came out later than we anticipated, you know. Uh, <laughs> Post Malone still was doing his verse. What? No. At midnight. I didn't know that's why. Oh, man. Call me at 12 o'clock like I'm almost done. 
I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but you must have just reached out to him to do it then. No, he's just taking precious time. Is there going to be a deluxe? You know, everybody does a deluxe with some songs that they didn't have on there first. You're going to do a deluxe also? Deluxe? They, they burnt out nothing. Oh, you- I don't be caring about them. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly, it's not like if I, once I listen to your album, if I like it, I, you know, I'm going to keep going back to it. But if I listen to it and I ain't really f- with it the first time, it's like I'm going to go back to two, three more bull. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, congrats, Punk. Salute is the out. young thug. Appreciate you for coming, brother. Punk is out right now. It's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. Don't you wish everything was as easy as getting quality coverage from the General Insurance? The General offers the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Switch to the General and you could save over $500. Call 800 General or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. You get donkey of the day, yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day, yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yes. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Yes, donkey of the day for Monday, October 18th goes to the Louisiana State Police uh, Department or Patrol for what they are doing to a state trooper named Carl Cavalier. Now, these are the kinds of stories I love to amplify because in situations like this, they are hoping for a lack of media attention because the less attention a story gets, the more injustice they can get away with it. All right? The more injustice they can get away with, they can bury it. All right? Now, y'all know I love uh, Carrie L. Horn. Drop on the clues, Monster Carrie L. Horn. If you know who Carrie L. Horn is, she's a former police officer from Buffalo, New York, a sister who was fired for intervening when a white police officer attempted to choke uh, a young black man. All right? This happened in 2006. She got fired in 2008 and just won a lawsuit to receive her pension this past April in 2021. I got a lot of love for Carrie L. Horn and her situation uh, made me hypersensitive to police officers who do the right thing. Because we all talk about this blue wall of silence and the idea of good cops or bad cops. And we often say you can't possibly be a good cop if you don't speak out against the bad cops. Well, cases like Carrie L. Horn show you that even when you are a good cop, who stops bad cops from doing things like killing folks, there will be consequences and repercussions to you, and you will end up being punished. And that's exactly what has happened or is happening to Carl Cavalier. Would you like to know the story of Carl Cavalier? Well, let's go to BNC News for the report, please. We turn now to Louisiana, where a black state trooper has been fired after speaking out about police brutality and racism within his department. This comes after trooper Carl Cavalier gave several TV interviews criticizing the department for its handling of the death of Ronald Green, a black man who died after he was beaten and dragged during an encounter with troopers. But police initially reported that Ronald died in a car crash. A spokesperson with Louisiana State Police says Cavalier is being let go because he violated department policy. The officers that actually committed the crime still have their jobs. I'm curious to see whether or not he will be compensated with a civil lawsuit that I presume is forthcoming given that he was terminated inappropriately. And there may have been rules about releasing information, but those are typically superseded when people are revealing information that is illegal. (sighs) Trying to get rid of an officer for doing the right thing. So you're a Louisiana state trooper who accused your colleagues of an internal cover-up because of the murder of a brother named Ronald Green. Uh, Rest in peace to Ronald Green. Now, I tell y'all all the time, I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, but if Louisiana state police 
tell Ronald Green's family that Green died in a car crash. But body camera and dash camera footage show something totally different, meaning they show Ronald Green being tased, kicked, and punched before he died in police custody. Then somebody got some explaining to do, and Carl Cavalier feels the same way. Let's listen to him and what he had to say. Let's go to WWL-TV, CBS 4 for the report, please. These guys are actively covering up a murder. Mm. You know, it can happen to anyone. And my family member, your family member, I just want the right thing to be done. Yeah, so I consider it a murder because why else would we, would we uh, hesitate to be transparent about it? You know, why else would we not do our jobs and hold these guys accountable? Why, why else? What other reason? You know, there, there are still videos that still remain under lock and key. This isn't a lack of transparency. This is just a straight up lie. Okay. How can a system be changed from the inside out when people on the inside are punished for doing the right thing? Does law enforcement understand that these are the kind of situations that could build trust between the community and law enforcement? All we want to know is that someone is attempting to do the right thing. We just want to be treated fairly. We can't keep having these conversations about, you know, bad apples in, in law enforcement, because when you hear stories like this, clearly the whole tree is rotten. All right, she called Cavalier. I can trust him, but I can't trust the system that he's a part of. And the reason they are firing him, I guarantee, is because now the system can't trust him. LSPD, if you fire Carl Cavalier, you are drawing a clear line in the sand between the people and your officers, a clear line in the sand of right and wrong because you're telling the people what's right doesn't matter. Having integrity doesn't matter. The only people who should be fired in this situation is the officers who beat on Ronald Green and then lied about how he died. Is this complicated to anybody? It shouldn't be. How can State Police Superintendent Lamar Davis send a letter to call Cavalier saying Cavalier violated department policies and procedures? How? Okay, clearly tasing, kicking, and punching a suspect already in custody is part of policies and procedures. Clearly lying about how a person really died is part of department policies and procedures. Okay, the system of law enforcement in this country really, really needs to be decrackified. Okay, racism and bigotry are not a part of law enforcement in America. They are law enforcement in America. It's literally the foundation law enforcement is built upon and nothing is going to change as long as there are these individual cases like this because it's easy to dismiss a Cario horn. It's easy to dismiss a Carl Cavalier, but what would happen if all the good cops in these departments stood up against injustice and not just one? What if it was a collective of officers saying, no, this is wrong and this is not how we do things. And if it is how the system does things, we won't be doing them like this anymore. Even when I look at what Carl Cavalier was accused of and regarded the violating the department's policy, it says they violated the department's policy on public statement, lawful orders, loyalty to the department. Why? Because he got loyalty to the people. What is it? Dissemination of information, seeking publicity and conduct unbecoming to an officer. Meanwhile, as Carl said, the officers who potentially killed someone and lied about it are still on the force. If what they did isn't unbecoming to an officer, what is? They said he's seeking publicity. Why? Because he's simply trying to get justice for a man who a bunch of officers allegedly killed and then they lied about how he died. Oof. External circumstances will not change until internal belief systems change. Hold your head, Carl Cavalier. Please give the Louisiana State Troopers the biggest hee-haw. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Now, this just in. My, my mom and dad just hit me. They, they told me that uh, Carl, whoa, Colin Powell passed away.
Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yes. So rest in peace. His family actually said it on Facebook. They said he died from complications from COVID, and he was 84 years old. And we'll give you some more information, as we know, but it, it was just announced like five minutes ago. Yeah, and they said he was uh, fully vaccinated. But he said he died of complications of COVID-19. Well, complications right. is a key word, by the mm -hmm. way. Because he was 80-something years old. He probably had some other health issues and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, as we have more information, we will let you know as this just broke. Wow. All right. All right. Well, let's clear our minds, clear our minds, clear our minds. Let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. I know we were talking about this behind the scenes, Yee. Mm-hmm. Tori Hart. Yes. Tori Hart, um, she was talking about how people always give her flack for having the last name Hart from her ex-husband, Kevin Hart. Here's what she had to say. One of the questions that the ladies asked me is like, why do you still have a Hart name? Right. And I'm like, well, because it's mine, first of all. Right. Second of all, because Kevin ain't never asked for it back or he don't want to give it back. He don't, he, he's not tripping. And third of all, my kids don't want me to change my name. So that's something that people always ask me. And I'm like, that's my name. Get over yeah. it. I'm going to be a Hart until I decide not to be. All right. So what's the question? Um, yeah, she said that people were always ask her that. And I know this has been an issue, right, of somebody when you get divorced as a woman, you know, if you get married, you choose can choose to change your last name to your husband's last name. But when you get divorced, then do you change your name back or do you keep that last name? All right. Well, let's talk about it. 800-585-1051. When you get divorced, do you give back the last name? Do you take your original name? That is the question. She said it's hers, though. She said it's my name. First of all, it is it, it is her name. Her name is changed, and that's her kid's name as well. So it, uh, let's talk about it when we come back. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club on this Monday. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm tired. I ain't going to lie. That versus kept me up late last night. We're going to talk about it in the next rumors. All right. But now we're talking about Tori Hart. What's going on with Tori Hart? Uh, she was talking about keeping her last name. It's her last name. Hart is Kevin Hart's last name from when they were married. They got married back in 2003. And they met when they were 19 and 20, came up together. They have kids together. The kids' last names are Hart. So she's keeping her name. Here's what she had to say at LAX airport. One of the questions that the ladies asked me is like, why do you still have a Hart name? Right. And I'm like, well, because it's mine, first of all. Right. Second of all, because Kevin ain't never asked for it back or he don't want to give it back. He don't, he, he's not tripping. And third of all, my kids don't want me to change my name. So that's something that people always ask me. And I'm like, that's my name. Get over yeah. it. I'm going to be a Hart until I decide not to be. So 800-585-1051, what are your thoughts? Let's start with you, Yee. Now, your parents are divorced, right, Yee? Mm hmm Which is weird because they live with each other, and I always see them out together, like a couple. <laughs> They're used to each other. They're used to each other. Okay, so what happened in that situation? What did they do? My mom has her last name hyphenated. So she kept her last name and my dad's last name, but it's hyphenated now. Okay. All right. Now, what about you, Charlamagne? Your parents are divorced as well. Uh, Yeah, my mom still got the last name, though. No? Still got the last name of Kelvin. So what are your thoughts? I don't give a damn. I never thought about it. I mean, I think it's more up to the woman and what she it. wants to do. It's not really up to the man. Like, especially when you have kids, you might want to have the same last name. And you get used to having that name. So unless you, like, hate somebody and you're like, I don't want this last name at all anymore. And my mom still got her maiden name, too, though. 
I mean, that's, that's what I hope my daughters do when they get, you know, older and get married. I hope that they hyphenate, you know, McKelvey. McKelvey with whatever last name it is. Yeah, I would think that, you know, when if you still have kids, I mean, I'm sure you would want to keep the last name, especially if you want to go up to the school and it just it, wouldn't it seem like wouldn't you want the same last name as your kids, you think? And yeah. you might just like the way it sounds. Some people just like the way their last name sounds. Like, look at um, Jennifer from Basketball Wise, Jennifer Williams. She was married to Eric Williams. She's still Jennifer Williams, even though, you know, they don't have any kids together. But, but what about a situation like that where Jennifer Williams obviously don't mess with her ex at all? Like, it seems like they hate each other. Am I correct with that? I don't know if they hate each other, but they're, yeah, I don't think they communicate. Yeah, because if, if that was the case, if I hated my ex, I don't know if I would want my ex to have my last name, right? Well, you wouldn't, maybe? But as a man, there's nothing you can really do about it. It's really True. just up to her. Yeah, I do wish that, I mean, I think that that is something that probably needs to change in the future. I don't think, I don't see why, like, the husband doesn't take the woman's last name and the woman take the husband's name. You know what I mean? Like, let it both be hyphenated. Because you got kids, right? So you would want your wife's last name. Why not? If we got I've kids. I've always said that. I always feel like it's hard for women to have to give up what they've been known as in their own family lineage. You know, and I do think hyphenation would be a good thing. Yeah, if we got kids, why not? Because kids, the kids should have both last names, too. That's a lot to write down, though. Who cares? Nobody cares about the last name. And what happens when they get married, they got three hyphenations, and then it keeps on going. They call you by your name? They don't call you Mr. McKelvey? 100%. So it's like, yo, you would still be picking one, but it still would be hyphenated, right? Like, like like Knowles Carter. You know what I mean? Jada Pinkett. What's Jada Pinkett's last name? Pinkett, right? Pinkett, yes. Pinkett Smith. Jada Pinkett sounds like one name. Pinkett Smith. You know what I mean? Like, I don't see. I don't think there's anything wrong with having one last name. Mr. Pinkett Smith, how are you? Mr. Nose Carter, how are you? You know what I mean? But then when the kids get married, their name's Nose Carter, whatever. Yeah, Nose Carter. A lot of names. Jackson. What do you mean? If the kids get married and their last mm-hmm. name is Knowles Carter. Now right? they married to Jackson, so it'd be Knowles Carter Jackson. Maybe. Then when they get married, it'd be Knowles Carter Jackson. <laughs> Maybe. McKelvey. Then it'd be Knowles Carter Maybe. Jackson McKelvey. Maybe. I just, I mean, I, no. I, I just don't see Y'all the problem. I really don't see the problem of like combining the much. names. That's too much. Hello, who's this? This is Shay. Hey, Shay. Talk to us, Shay. How you doing? So I'm calling from South Carolina, but I'm from Millersville, Georgia. So the only thing I wanted in my divorce was my last name. I don't see any reason a woman could keep the person's last name she's divorcing. Okay, so you kept it. What's your last name? My last name is Jones now. I'm remarried, and my last name was Moore. That's okay, so when you got remarried, when you got remarried, you dumped it, though. No, when I got divorced, I dumped the last name. I'm not even going to mention it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, thank you, Mama. D, good morning. Good morning. How you doing this morning? You keeping your last name, huh? Yes, I am. Why? Well, like I said before, mostly because I got three kids from this man. Um, I'm actually getting a divorce right now. I Man, I feel like I, learned, I earned that last name anyway. I earned it. And that's your kid's last name? Yes, all three of my kids had a fake last name. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Mama. All right. 800-585-1051. If you get a divorce, women, do you keep the last name or do you want your, your maiden name back? Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. She gon' slide right to my side I know She pulled up with her friends Then we skirt off in the bands oh, Took her back to my crib And I regret it Cause she trying to Feel like she asleep uh, So she tried to stay the whole week I'm like, oh nah, she gotta go uh, Ask me her name, I swear I don't even f- no. They wanna know why the girl them they for me Them I ain't green, them I ain't just shit me They wanna know why them love him off so much 
Like what is the reason? Oh, it's just the vibe, I'm that guy She put her legs in the sky whenever I pull up She got her clothes off from the walk And she won't waste no time Oh, she don't want nobody else, I know But I can't be what she wants They all have the same story They all want me to themselves But I'm a jealous the city is my palace, what I'ma do? Cause I want she and she and she And they love them some me I ain't the dude they gon' say bye to I ain't the dude you gotta lie to I ain't the dude that you could trust on speaker When you're with your people Cause you know the timing I'm on I want she and she and she And they love them some me I can't even speak to all of them So I call her on the FaceTime She gon' pick up on the first ring Well, got her right around my damn finger I will never tell her so, oh, no, no Girl, we grow life of a goddess I know it now, I'm That you know me, me with that Call me Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Tori Hart. Of course, she was married to Kevin Hart. Now, what happened in this situation, Yeezy? She's keeping her last name, Hart. And she was asked in the airport uh, by TMZ about why she's keeping her last name. Here's what she said. One of the questions that the ladies asked me is, like, why do you still have a Hart name? Right. And I'm like, well, because it's mine, first of all. Right. Second of all, because Kevin ain't never asked for it back or he don't want to give it back. He don't, he, he's not tripping. And third of all, my kids don't want me to change my name. So that's something that people always ask me. And I'm like, that's my name. Get over yeah. it. I'm going to be a heart until I decide not to be. All right, so we're asking 800-585-1051. Are you keeping your last name or are you going back to your maiden name? Who's this? Hello? Hello? Hey, what's your name? Jocelyn. Hey, Jocelyn. What, what, what's your thoughts? Um, I don't see anything wrong with her keeping her last name. Like, my parents got divorced over, like, 20-something years, and she still has her last name. She just thought it was easier when we were, like, well, she felt like, um, you know, when a teacher needed to call the parents, just to call us by our last name rather than her changing her name back. Okay. Phone a little crazy, but we got what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, and I would I just would think that you would want to have the same last name as your kids. I think so. Like mom or dad, you would want that. Hello, who's this? This is Kinky from Philadelphia. How you doing? Kinky. Hey. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. It's my birthday too, y'all. Okay. Happy, Happy birthday, Kinky. Thank you, thank you. So, Kiki, you keeping the last name or you want your maiden name back? I would keep my last name if there was kids involved for the simple fact. She was married to this man. They made a family together. Just because they're not married anymore does not mean she changed her last name, especially when her kids still have that last name. And my thing is, if it wasn't Kevin Hart and he wasn't sexist, nobody would be worried about this. Nobody would even care. Right. It's all behind because it's the heart. Like, who cares about that? Her kids are heart. She's heart. She's had that family before the new wife. So, yes, that's her name, and I feel like she should keep it. Okay. I agree. Thank you, Kiki, and happy birthday. What you doing for your birthday, Kiki? Thank you, man. I partied for the last four days. It's time for me to go back to work and make some money. <laughs> that's right. It's Monday. What, you, what the hell are you partying on a Monday for? For her birthday. Right. Right, thank you. You Love did that. You I had to tell y'all that. Y'all are the bomb. Thank Love. you, Kiki. Now, what happens if she gets married again? Well, she could decide, well, I guess she would take, well, I guess she could do what she wants to, right? She'll be what you said earlier. She'll be a heart, whatever, whatever. Tori, heart, whatever the other new last name would be. 
Hello, who's this? It's back. This is April. April. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, hey, April. And Angela, it's a pleasure. What's your thought, April? Well, my thought is like, I feel like, you know what I mean? I gave that, I gave that name back. No, it was like 18 years. I gave it back because I had my own name, you know, my own legacy. So, and I actually, I got my, my, you know, my new, my fiance here. His name's Tristan. Okay. Got a carver in Florida. What up, Charlamagne? What's going Be- on? Peace, King. What's up, Tristan? Dog, what's up? <laughs> Tristan, um, when you guys get married, you want her to take your last name? Oh yeah, that's that's all said and would, done. Would you hyphenate? Okay. Would you hyphenate and keep both your names? Nah, I tried that. That was when I went back then when I had that name, yo, that was I thought of I did that, it was too long. <laughs> it was like long, you know what I mean? Just too much to write. Okay. So I dropped it and then I was like then after the years went by and then I gave it back, you know what I mean? I was like, you know what I mean, he can have it. Yeah, take that's this. Done. Take that name yeah. back. All right. Well, thank you. You know, great. You know, great, great man. You know, I'm for black fathers and all that stuff. Or whatever. You know, great guy. Just different paths. You know. Okay. Okay. All right. But I mean, the, the love don't really explain the. Uh, I mean, the name. I mean, as long as you love it, no matter what. what you buy. That's facts. All right. Y'all have a good one. Y'all be safe. All right. Y'all send us some healing energy now. She's definitely right. sending y'all healing energy. All right. Good looking out. Good looking out. What's the moral of this story, if there is a moral? I don't know. This is a situation where you just got to do whatever's best for you. And really, it's kind of up to the woman. Whatever she decides is best for her and her family is what she does when it comes to the last name. Because when you marry somebody, it is your last name. Whether And you could choose to give it back or choose to keep it. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Let's talk about verses. We're going to do a recap from last night. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Is. And this front page news is sponsored by Universe Soul Circus, which is back in town. For tickets, visit UniverseSoulCircus.com. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, Cardi B is opening up about why she doesn't talk about politics anymore on social media. Somebody Mm -hmm. asked her, you used to talk about politics and political matters. What happened with that? And she said, I was tired of getting bullied by the Republicans and also getting bashed by the same people I was standing up for. I feel her. You start talking about politics and people start going crazy. Coming out of nowhere. Over your opinion. Because there's always going to be somebody that disagrees with you when it comes to politics. So Mm -hmm. people get very aggressive and nasty on there. Same thing, I think, if you talk about COVID or vaccines or anything. No, definitely politics. I see people really react to politics. People will really want to hurt you for politics. Yeah, I mean, for all of that. I saw mm-hmm. Tamika Mallory posted somebody's number. I guess the person called her up threatening her because of her views. So Yeah, midnight last night. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about Versus. This went down yesterday at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Big Daddy Kane versus KRS-One. So, Fat Joe was the host for the evening. You already know yesterday's price, not today's price. I'm your host tonight. I go by the name of Fat Joe. What's good? It's real hip hop in this motherfucker tonight. This is the golden era. No biters allowed. The inventors of the style. All right, now they took it took some time for Big Daddy Kane to come out. And KRS-One was already on stage, so he tried to say that there was some... Uh, technical difficulties. Well, they did say there was technical difficulties. KRS-One said there is none. He's hiding in the dressing room. Mm-hmm. So that's how they started out. But Big Daddy Kane did, of course, honor Biz Markie. I got to start from the very, very beginning. 
because without this man, there would be no me. First and foremost, I gotta say, rest in peace to Bismarck King. Now, some of the people that were there to support Roxanne Shante, I love her, Master Ace and Craig G, Dos Effects, Mad Lion, Buckshot was there, Cool DJ, Red Alert, nice Rocksteady Crew, B-Boy, Crazy Legs, Nice and Smooth came mm-hmm. out, Mad Lion, DJ Cutmaster, Cool, B- and Channel Live, mm-hmm. they all were there. So that was pretty amazing uh, to witness. Now, KRS-One did a freestyle. I spit the roar and make it so plain. When I spit next to Big Daddy Kane, I become his cocaine. I take it that far, bumping Illmatic in a fast car, feeling like I'm driving a NASCAR or NASCAR, the long laster, the blast master, the blast from the past, so you can call me pasta. I'm not a player, I just crush a lot, no pun intended. I meant it. So he asked, who is he? I'm that dude that could have been king of New York City, but I gave it to Biggie. He did a couple of freestyles last night, mm-hmm. and it was all 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 dope. Like he's last night was a was a school session. He you 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 really teach you how to command the crowd. Understand how how he's probably one of the best lyricists and the best controllers of the crowd. That's why I was saying after the diplomat locks. I mean, yeah, the diplomat locks, locks versus. Man. I was like, yo, Jada was showing a KRS one level of crowd control of stage commandment, and that's you you got to see that. He definitely you got to see night. what I was talking about last night. All right, now Vanessa Bryant, Bryant and others are suing L.A. County for emotional distress, but the county wants them to take a psychiatric exam before the trial. So in a recent court filing, they did ask for that, to, for them to submit to those exams. Their argument is that any emotional distress argued in the lawsuit is due to the fatal helicopter crash in January of 2020 um, and that the they're not the sole cause of the distress as far as the uh, pictures that were that were released that shouldn't have been. So the leak of the photos uh, caused emotional distress, which of course it did, right? Mm-hmm. For everybody to see those photos. But the county is trying to argue that that emotional distress was caused by the actual crash. I don't know how you can prove that. That sounds wild. Yeah, but it, it's all trauma, though. So the yeah. crash causes trauma. Then having to see your loved ones like that causes trauma. And for the world to see it. But yeah, then having on, to take man. a test is going give to you, give you trauma. Yeah, I can imagine the additional trauma you'll have to to suffer from having these medical examinations. Absolutely. And so they want to see the extent, the nature, and the existence of alleged emotional distress. They said Mm. plaintiffs cannot claim that they are suffering from ongoing depression, anxiety, and severe emotional distress, and then balk at having to support their claims. And so the attorneys who are representing Vanessa Bryan and other plaintiffs' families are fighting the county's attempt that requiring these exams. I would balk at it too, and yeah. I would scoff at it. Okay, I just lost my husband and my child. What are you talking about? I gotta prove no emotional distress not to you. What the hell is wrong with you? And listen, wrong is wrong, right? You were not supposed to leak those photos. That's right. Period. So you already have admitted that wrongdoing, and then naturally it's wrong because it caused emotional distress too. Now, now, now imagine what uh, more trauma she's going through now because somebody's saying to her, oh, prove you are emotionally distressed. Over your husband and your ch- your child passing away and us taking pictures of it. Like, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Audible is your source for best-selling audiobooks, hot new releases, and popular podcasts, plus exclusive titles you can't find anywhere else. It's all in the one app. Get your first one free when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. What up, y'all? It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Hey, you know I got my car show coming up in Detroit. It's October 30th, and you know where all the talk is going to be. Of course, TikTok. The world doesn't need more videos of you peeling out in your whip. All right? I, I seen the video of you on TikTok. What kind of car is that? Uh, that's not my car, sir. You see me driving. I was driving 50's car. Well, 50 needs to hire a better driver. No, 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 no. Well, if you're into cars, if you like fancy cars, TikTok has something for you. If you're trying to upgrade your car, TikTok has something for you. Celebrity cars, vintage cars, you can see it all on TikTok. Yeah, I didn't know you could see all of that on TikTok. It sounds like it's the place to be for all kinds of content, especially if you're, like, in the cars. I'm so glad you're not calling it Talk Tick anymore. As a matter of fact, shout out to everyone who has come to my car shows. The other day I was looking at TikTok. I hashtagged some of my previous car shows, and it was so many cars up there. It's truly a blessing, and I can't wait for you guys to come out in Detroit and Miami. So make sure you check out the videos on my TikTok and see what my car show is all about. Yeah, I mean, that's dope. I mean, if you're wondering what your celebrity car show is all about, they can get an idea just by going on the uh, tickers of the talks. So definitely check it out. You'll see a lot of cool stuff. You just have to see it on TikTok. And it's just in my, my mom and dad just hit me. They, they told me that, uh, call, uh, whoa, Colin Powell passed away. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. So rest in peace. His family actually said it on Facebook. They said he died from complications from COVID and he was 84 years old. And we'll give you some more information, as we know, but it, it was just announced like five minutes ago. Yeah, and they said he was uh, fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. But he said he died of complications of COVID-19. Oh, All complications right. is a key word, by the mm-hmm. way. Because he was 80-something years old. He probably had some other health issues and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as we have more information, we will let you know as this just broke. Wow. All right, when we come back, we got the positive note and more, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Thugger Thugger for joining us this morning. Yes, that was a good way to start the Monday. Mm-hmm. And make sure you go on YouTube and watch the full interview. The full conversation was like seventy minutes, man. And we don't have no subtitles, so we don't got subtitles, right, Nick? You can turn them on. Oh, you can turn them on. Oh, so you, you can, can turn, turn the subtitles on. Why you know? do you need subtitles? Because I see people complaining that they can't understand Young Thug. Really? Yeah. So oh. go, go, go. Go go on YouTube and turn the subtitles on. Uh, and I want to shout out to Chelsea Handler. I went to go see her perform in New York um, this weekend. Hilarious. I saw Joe Coy, her boyfriend, last week. And then I went to go see her this week with uh, Donnell Rawlings. So shout out to Donnell. Shout out to Yamanika. We had a pretty fun weekend. Chanel Muir, just everybody. I was in Brooklyn all weekend, so I was just happy to be home for once. Okay. All right. When we come back, we got the positive note, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Again, I think there's uh, less than two weeks for my car show in Detroit. Super-duper excited. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, candy for the kids, exotic cars, celebrity cars, and a whole lot more. That goes down October 30th in Detroit. And then we're going to do one December 12th in uh, Miami. So get your tickets if you haven't got them already. I'm excited about it. It's a uh, family fun day. My whole family's there, excited. We're all going to be there. So uh, can't wait to see you guys. Hey, today is Monday, too, so if you didn't get to watch The God's Honest Truth, 
um, this past Friday at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. Or if you haven't streamed it on Paramount Plus, you can listen to the podcast. It comes out every Monday on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. Um, this week's episode was titled Digital Devil. And we have my man Tristan Harris from The Social Dilemma, the Netflix documentary. And my man Cal Newport, who wrote the book Digital Minimalism. And I was asking a simple question, is social media the devil? And Tristan had some answers for that. Simple question, is social media the devil? Uh, you're not wrong. I think that it, uh, it, it preys on the worst of human nature and vulnerabilities. In fact, people don't know this, but the founder of LinkedIn said that every successful social media app preys on one or more of the seven deadly sins. It's like the exon of, of the human vices, right? It pumps up our wrath, our anger, our jealousy, our voyeurism, our comparison, because those are the things that work at getting human attention. You know, it's crazy because sometimes you just think it's people, right? Right. But no, this is actually programming. Right. I mean, it is people, but they're, like you said, they're magnifying our insecurity. Totally. Well, and so, you know, behind the screen, behind the slab of glass, like there's a thousand engineers who go to work every day and they're not like twisting their mustache saying like, how do I make your life awful? I don't believe that. <laughs> well, Evil. well, actually, so to your point, to your point, I mean, what we know about from Francis Haugen's whistleblowing is that um, Facebook's own research shows that they know it puts teenagers in a downward spiral right, that you use it when you're depressed. And the thing is, it's not an individual choice, right? Because if, if the teenager sees the social dilemma, they say, I don't want to use this anymore. They, they can't choose not to use it as easily because it's like, if you to the devil, it's like it's captured all your friends. So if all your friends have been like sucked into this like devil world and you can't use it if, if you're not going to connect with them, right? This don't feel sustainable, man. Yeah. Well, it's not sustainable. I mean, when you find out that, uh, you know, social media apps absolutely prey on the seven deadly sins. Lord have mercy. All right, well, you got a positive note? Yes, the positive note is simply this, man. I posted this on my Instagram earlier, man. It came from the Healing Guide page. It's just a good, you know, Monday morning uh, reminder to chase the real bag. And the real bag is healing. Remember, healing yourself is generational wealth. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs>